This truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? So hi, Ingrid, and welcome to the Sexy Selfish podcast. I'm so excited that we are finally getting to do this after months of trying to make it happen. How are you? How have you been? How has your day been? Hello. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. My day has been pretty good, actually. It's spring, so it's lovely weather. I'm enjoying that. The sunshine was amazing today. Yes, it was. It's definitely puts a spring in my step. Yeah, it just makes me want to do stuff. Like I'm heaps more productive when the sun is shining. When it's raining, I just want to like go to bed and watch Netflix. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm with you. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Awesome. Well, for those of you listening um, and meeting Ingrid, I guess, or audio, how do you audio meet someone? I don't know, but hearing Ingrid from the first time, um, she runs Adelaide Wedding Hire and we met through the SA Women's in Business events, I think. I think that was it. I'm part of a lot of different women's groups, but I think that was the first event that, um, you know, I, I connected and started to put two and two together about who you were. And Ingrid is a woman in business obviously she runs her own company but she's also just well recently but not so recently become a mum which I thought would be really really exciting to share about today how that transition from being a businesswoman to a businesswoman with a baby is a whole nother yeah. level hey oh it's completely different <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe who you were before becoming a mum yeah, so before coming a mum, I was definitely a businesswoman through and through. So work, work, work and no rest for the wicked. And I absolutely loved everything and self-knowledge and self-growth and everything was about what's the next step, what are, what are we going to do next and how do we keep growing. And since becoming a mum, it has really learned, like I've just had to, I had to step back and really live in the moment and enjoy everything because I, I'm a person who wants everything done yesterday and with with a baby you just can't predict what's going to happen so you just have to adapt and keep going that's probably the biggest change that I've had when it comes to running a business is I have to now think about another human being and what I want and what I want to do right then and there isn't always going to be the case <laughs> yeah, they really shit all over your schedule don't they Oh, sometimes they do. Mum, you are not in charge anymore. I am in charge. (laughs) Yeah, like I thought I was organised and I was planned. Like I had everything planned out before and I was like, yeah, I'm going to nail this when it becomes mum life. But really, like it just, it just throws you for like a 180, to be honest. (laughs) And I'm I'm really glad you said that because I know I was, I had my son before I was a business owner. 
I had been in business a year with my tanning business when I gave birth to my daughter and I got straight back into spray tanning like a week after having her and it was all yeah like gung her like I can do this no problems lived on coffee for like years and now I'm pregnant again and this baby is just like man I'm gonna take like six months off I can't do this anymore (laughs) you know so it's just so so different you can't kind of predict until you're in it so you run Adelaide wedding hire yeah yep sorry I I was looking and I keep just wanting to say something else but it's not right (laughs) So I have to like take it, take a moment and check with myself and say it properly. Adelaide Wedding Hire. How did you get into the wedding and event industry? So um, it happened shortly after my husband and I got married. We, well, it, I've been working in corporate for through and like for 12, 13 years now, and I am running a business for someone else, which is great. And I, I, flourish in that aspect but then I thought I am probably want something more I want a new challenge and I want to stop swapping time for money and if I'm growing a business for someone else I could potentially do that for myself and then when I got married and I went through that whole experience I really saw a gap in the market and I was like that is something that we can do and we can take advantage of that gap and then really grow this as a business because I found when I was planning our wedding that there wasn't really the service that you got for the money that you paid didn't match up to me. And I was quite upset with a few things that had happened. And I was like, wow, you say wedding and someone just triples the price. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why? And I was like, it must be an affordable option for everyone out there. And for what it is running a business, I, I thought, for all the brides and grooms out there that just want a great service and don't want to pay through the roof and are happy to do both options of DIY and setup, we can provide that. That's easy. And basically we just went from there. It still started to be honest in our house and we had all this equipment in our house and people were coming in and out and we were still working full time, both of our jobs. It was sort of like a side hustle and it then grew on to, we needed a bigger house. So we actually upgraded our house for the business. And then we ended up having three garages and all the bottom floor. And then we were like, okay, well, it's now invading our house and our life and we can't keep living like this. And we ended up getting a warehouse. So really it just grew and grew and grew from a small idea that we saw of the gap in the market. So completely happy with what we did. And, and we are still growing and we're still learning every day. That's so exciting. I love how it was something that you just saw, you know, you identified a problem and it was obviously a problem enough that pissed you off that you went, right, well, if no one else is going to do this, I'm going to do it. And then from there, it just grew into this, this thing, this entity of its own now that is kind of propelled forward in its own way. Yeah, definitely. I'll give you an example of one of the things that really, really got under my skin is that we had a venue and we wanted lighting in the terrace that we were going to have and there was already lighting there and it was already installed and it was it was basically a matter of flicking a light switch and you wouldn't believe it but we ended up paying for someone to turn and flick that light switch to the value of 250 dollars like it was just ridiculous some of the things that they were saying that they were charging just because of a small inconvenience to them or something that they could see that they could add on as another value and just charge the roof for it. It was that's just, insane. it was ridiculous. 
That is yeah. absolutely insane. I even, even, it, yeah, it is. And I even went to the point of, so if I don't choose to flick that switch, that means you're not having the lighting there. I'm not just going to have empty lights and not nothing turned on. He's like, no, 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 that'll stay there. And I was like, so what you're saying is I'm actually just paying for you to flick the switch. And he ended up agreeing to that at the end. And I was just like, wow, okay. That's pretty full on. You do, you do have to stand your ground, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Wow, <laughs> wow. I'm just going to excuse myself for one second. I need to cough, so I'm just going to take my headphones out so it's not really loud and cough and die a little bit, and I'll be right back. <coughs> okay, I'm still alive. <laughs> it's been hanging around for like six weeks. It just will not leave me alone. This, this little cough in my throat loves me. But I think weddings is that, that type of thing where a lot of women feel like they're backed into a corner that they can't, yes. that there's no other options. And um, I know my sister's currently getting married and she had so much trouble trying to find a celebrant under $1,000 because of the location where she was um, getting married. And then she ended up booking someone and she's super happy with them. But I know for a certain time, it was the most stressful thing in her, in her world. It took up weeks of her life trying to figure this problem and this situation out. Did you yeah, find, guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess because no one would not usually do people get married like twice or three times. So it's their first experience and they're planning this whole thing that they've never actually experienced and don't really know what steps to follow. But that's really where I find that they get taken advantage of or they, or they spend more money than what necessary they need to is because they're all going through it as a new experience and it's not easy to know what to do. So then yeah. they just go for something that's the first option or someone says that this is what the price should be and then they're going with that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an area and an industry that people can get taken advantage of. And I just didn't like that. And how do you find working with brides? Like I've been, I actually used to be a wedding planner back when I was 19, 20. And I did about three weddings before I decided like, hell no, this is not for me. And I still deal with some brides in my spray tanning business. How do you feel about dealing with brides? Is that something that's totally easy for you? Or do you find it can be a little bit tense sometimes? Um, you definitely have your good and your bad, that's for sure. But majority of the time, all they want is a stress-free experience and then they want what they, are, they want the experience that they're paying for. So I, I fully understand that the week before or leading up to that they're completely stressed out and they're just wanting everything to fall into place. And when something does happen where it doesn't just fall into place, it's not what they expected. That's when they get super stressed and it's trying to make sure that they have the best experience. So if something does come up that's unexpected or that they didn't plan for, or that they didn't realize it's trying to help them out as best as you can in that situation and taking the stress away from them and making it an easy situation for them. I find that that's the best way to deal with it. But you're always going to get your good and your bad. And that's like with every industry, with every customer. Yeah. I mean, with tanning, I find that there's two types of brides that I have most common. One of them is totally chill, totally relaxed. She's like, yeah, just so zen about the whole thing. She's drinking champagne. She has a tan done. She, you know, she doesn't actually give two shits. She just kind of wants to have fun already. And then the other brides like arguing with her husband on the phone. She's joking about them being divorced already. She's stressed to her eyeballs and you can just see like the shaking stress pouring out of her. And I always find it's either like one or the other. There's no just in yeah. the middle kind of zone with it. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's it's really all down to their planning and how well that they've planned and how many things they've left to the last minute. Because you'll yeah. find that people that are super planned and super organized are just it just flows and it happens. But the people that aren't planned and haven't got everything organized and they're all doing things last minute, they're the super stressed ones. <laughs> yeah. I remember having run sheets for my wedding. Like everyone had a like a minute by minute breakdown of where they had to be and what had to happen. So we had a super chilled out fun wedding because of my anal retentive organization. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you have to be, and then it just flows and it works. But most of the time it's my team as well that are dealing with um, the customers. So I I put my hat off to them in all situations because they know the experience and how much of it is that it's their day and it's everything that they want. And they fully understand that. So sometimes we've had an experience where we've fully set up a wedding right and it's about to start in 40 minutes and they're like the groom comes in and the celebrant comes in because they're the first ones to the ceremony and they've turned around and gone it's really too sunny here we need to move the whole equipment and whole setup over there in the shade and it's like one there's not enough time (laughs) and and two sure no worries let's all get there and get it done because you just have to do what they want at the time with with educating them enough to so they know the decision that they're going to make but they they can just do a 180 on you which like dude you do realize that would be easier and faster for me to figure out how to turn down the sun than actually try and achieve this yeah that would be pretty full-on so you've obviously got a team and things have grown for you slowly and really organically over the years how has that felt going from the jump of like you know it was just the two of you guys in a house and obviously then going to a warehouse situation or that scary step of actually bringing on a team and some staff how how did you kind of navigate that so for that was probably actually one of my learning experiences so I found my biggest struggle within the business is when I didn't delegate. And it was to the point where my husband and I were working full time for two different other jobs. And then we would have this one and we would try and work around the clock to get it done. We would be sometimes working 12, 14 hour days because we would do our job, then come home and do it again. And it would be just insane. And that's when we had our biggest learning experiences. Like we're either going to need to outsource, upgrade, or downgrade like it needs to be an option here because we can't keep going the way we're going and that's when we were we're used to running a team both of us lead a business with around 100 150 people so we were like that's it it was just we're going to outsource i'm going to hire and we're going to train and it was honestly worse in the short term to do that because not you know the saying is easier if i just do it (laughs) because then we're going through that period where we really should have outsourced a lot earlier And then we were having those teething issues with new employees plus still trying to keep up that workload. But short-term pain for long-term gain was definitely one of the benefits there. And that's when we learned our biggest learning curve is before it gets to too bad and we're taking on too much work, that's when we need to outsource and train because we're not going to have the time to train when we're inundated with everything and we have not enough hours in the day. So that was probably one of our biggest lessons is you can't do everything yourself. Yeah. And it's that delegating before you hit the burnout. And what my friend, um, a, a good friend of mine, she started medical school. And in the very first lecture that she ever got at like her whatever doctor school, 
their lecturer said, you know, you're going to have to really learn how to delegate. Otherwise, you know, you're going to end up divorced, burnt out, miserable, <laughs> no one left to talk to. That was one of the most important lessons. Like the very first lesson in becoming a doctor was you're going to learn to learn how to delegate. And so in the back of my head, I'm always thinking delegate before divorce. And it sounds like, you know, it sounds like a bit of a rude term, but yeah, there's that point of if you do it a little bit sooner than you, like when it's uncomfortable, when you're not quite sure if you need to, delegating before that point will avoid the problems later on. Yeah, and that's it. And then you have more headspace and more time to work on growing your business. And it's like that saying, it, you, if you work too much in your business and not on your business, you're never going to grow anyway. So yeah. it works both hand in hand. So yeah, absolutely. Definitely delegate before it gets too bad. So what does your team look like now? Um, for Adelaide Wedding Hire, we have... Um, I've got a full-time PA, so she looks after all of my emails, inquiries, and customer service. And then we've got part-time customer service for phone inquiries. And then we've got a warehouse customer service assistant. And then we've got three drivers that deliver and set up as well. Amazing. Myself and my partner. That's fantastic. I'm actually like, I'm so relieved. It, It almost... I always hate it when I say, so what does your team look like? And they're like, I've got a VA for two hours a week. And I'm like, no, more, (laughs) more people. And then you've just said that. And I've just got this huge smile on my face. Like, yes, queen. She's getting it done. She gets it. But running a team. Actually, sorry, I missed out someone. I (laughs) I recently hired someone. (laughs) That is so bad. But this one is one that I got to the point where Um, I decided I was spending too much time on my phone and it wasn't actually quality of work. And that was social media because social media needs to be done and engaged at the time of evenings. And that was when I was trying to spend time with my hubby when he got home from work. And I was just finding that I was always on my phone. So I actually outsourced and got a social media manager. So that's my newest one. Which is one of the best decisions people can possibly make. I've just um, contacted someone this morning, like, can you please take over all of this while I'm busy having this baby? Because my brain has stopped working, (laughs) completely stopped working. But you obviously felt really comfortable having that team environment beforehand. So moving to having your own team was probably pretty organic for you. What type of advice would you give to someone who maybe has never managed anyone before and is now moving into like that scary place of I have to start hiring and building and growing this thing yeah um definitely interview for the will and not the skill because you can teach anyone the skill if they're willing to learn it's all about their attitude and you want someone that's got the right attitude on your team that's dealing with your customers or or doing the work for you because they're always going to put in the best outcome. But if you hire someone for the skill, they not, might not necessarily gel with your culture or um, your attitude that you want to portray to the customers. So definitely hire for the will and not the skill. And then the second would be invest into training. You cannot expect anyone to do the job unless you've given them absolutely everything they need to do the job. My biggest thing is if, if I have a team member that hasn't done the job as as well as what I want them to do and I need to critique it I always go back to okay so this is how I would do it what about what didn't I do so they didn't know that 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 was how it needed to be done so I always go back to my training and go how could have I taught them better and how could I give them a better understanding of what good looks like or what I need them to do so it's always invest into training invest 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 because that is going to that is hands down going to give you the 
biggest return back? Oh, you are speaking my language. I've always like, I'm always saying to people, like, if you have no money, if you have no time, if you have no skills or experience, that is no problem. But if you have no initiative, that is a big fucking problem. Like I can't fix that. I can't put that into you. I can't teach you that. Um, And that's exactly what you said. Like, don't hire for the skill, hire for the will. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's really, really powerful. I kind of want to send, as soon as I'm going to finish recording this and upload it, I'm going to send this to all my business coaching clients. Like, please listen to this. And then after you listen to that, if you still have questions, we can talk. But listen to this first, you know. (coughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, how have things changed um, in your business, like in the structure or the way that you're running your business since having your daughter? Because she's, what, six months old now? Uh, She's nearly five months. So, yeah, close. So um, what's changed? I've definitely had to slow down and... Um, make her the priority but at the same time I didn't take any time off from work so I'm still doing what I am doing but I've just made sure when I prior when I was pregnant to having Skylar I made sure everything that I could delegate was delegated so then it anything that I needed to do was still stuff that I need to do and I, I set myself a goal and I said okay I'm going to give myself six months and then to just rest, relax, keep things afloat and do what I do normally. And then after that six months, I will reinvest and work on the business. So for right now, I'm just just basically keeping things afloat and just keeping business as usual. I'm not trying to grow it. I'm not trying to invent the wheel. I'm just, just really just day in, day out, keeping the business afloat. It's like a maintenance phase, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I can't help myself sometimes. And I just, I have so much of like, things that go around in my brain of new ideas. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And I just keep starting new things. Like I built a new flower when I, <laughs> but I didn't need to do any of that, but I just can't help it. But that's the stuff. If I have time to do, I will do, but it's not necessary. It would just be a bonus. I did see that. And I remember going like this, this woman's just had a baby. Is she crazy? But also I couldn't stop watching the little videos you put up of it. Cause it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly can't stop that. I, and that's one thing I need to work harder on is to turn my brain off and, and stop thinking about new ideas. But at it's the same really time, it, also, it is. But I also get excited and that's my me time and that's what I like to do. So if I have spare time, that's generally where I go to. So it's hard to switch off. That's for and sure. I feel like sometimes trying to explain that, because I know exactly what you're talking about, trying to explain that to someone who doesn't experience that or doesn't have the passion for their own company or doesn't, you know, understand that, they just can't wrap their head around the fact that, you know, you're always growing and thinking and having these ideas. They're like, just, you just go and relax. Just go to Hawaii for a week. It's like, don't you understand? That's not relaxing for me. <laughs> I love yeah. working in my business. Do you, do you find sometimes... Um, people don't quite understand your energy or how much love you have for your business or are you lucky to be surrounded by some really, really supportive people? I am lucky to be surrounded by supportive people, but not everyone is my jam and understands what I do. So it's hard when I speak to my friends that don't really quite understand business and what I'm doing exactly. They just think that I'm at home you know, playing with Skylar <laughs> and that's, or I'm at home and I'm not really like, I'm, I, if I work from home, I'm not really working sort of thing. But 
it's it's just a different talk with them basically but I do have a great supportive network that I go out and we the friends that I have that are in business we can't stop talking about business because we're just two peas in a pot <laughs> yeah and it's nice to have those friends where you can be kind of unapologetically ambitious and talk about that side of yourself and then like I have a similar thing with my friends who don't run businesses and have no inkling or don't understand that I kind of like avoid any shop talk and it's just like let's just talk about our kids and where the best gin distilleries are you know so yeah, exactly. It. The conversation changes because yeah. I understand not everyone's interested in shop talk. <laughs> yeah, even though sometimes it's really hard to switch off when you're excited about something. Yeah, yeah. And then when they ask questions and you're excited to answer them and, and give them all the information, but you, you, under, you just know that they're not 100% on board or 100% get it. So yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't go delve into a whole massive 30-minute conversation on this one topic. It's just sort of like a, a chit-chat. Yeah, just a touch, just a touch base. Just give a little bit of a taste of it. So I guess my next question, I'm, I'm super keen to know about this because obviously I'm, oh my God, how far pregnant? 24 weeks at the moment. And I, this is my first pregnancy running two businesses. And something I struggle with still is around setting boundaries. <laughs> and I know that this is something I'm going to have to really work on once baby's here, setting some healthy boundaries around not only my business, but my time, my health and myself. Have you found that your boundaries as such have changed a little bit since having her? Uh, yeah, they have. So um, I used to basically drop everything for anyone and do anything at the drop of a notice for the business. But now I'm sort of I can't do that. I'm not in a position where I can do that. So I have times where I can work on the business and I have times where I can't. So it's basically, I'm, I'm, it's not even, it's not even something that everyone else needs to know. It's something that I need to do myself is it's okay to let that person wait for the half an hour or two hours before I can get back to them. I don't need to drop everything and give them a call right then and there. And that's what I used to do. And I used to just respond as soon as I killed and it wasn't necessarily like an important issue I would just do it because it was just what I need to do like one less thing I need to think about or in case I forgot about but now it's no this is my time with Skylar this is what I'm doing I'm going to switch off from that and I'm going to spend 100% quality time with her and I know when she goes down for her next nap or when I get five seconds spare and I'm, I'm okay to do that and I'm in an okay place I will respond to that Whereas before, it just really was not like that. So that's been a massive change for me. Yeah. and I, I, Actually, that's something I think I've kind of unconsciously done. Because I, like, I used to open a message, read it, and then go, okay, I'm going to reply to that later. And then now it's just like, don't even, like, I don't even look at it. I don't even open the messenger app on my phone. I don't even open my business page. Like, nothing gets opened until I'm sitting in front of my computer, coffee is made, and, like, I'm ready and in the right headspace to deal with it. Because my baby brain is so bad at the moment, I won't forget to reply to someone for weeks. And then they're like, yeah, oh, did we miss an appointment? I'm like, crap. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So That's exactly what I do. I don't even open the app that I need to talk to them on or I don't even look at it because if I know if I look at it, I'm going to want to action it straight away. So I don't look at it until I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. So what's the vision for you moving forward, not only as a mum, but as a business owner, as a, someone who is, you know, quite ambitious and competent, what's the next steps for you? Um, I am really enjoying the e-commerce side of business. So, um, 
you spoke a bit before about how I started off with Adelaide Wedding Hire. I do have four other biz, like four businesses in total. So the other, the latest two that I have um, started was because I'm really into marketing and I'm really into numbers and I'm just a numbers person through and through. And I got really frustrated that my business was capped to South Australia. Like there is no way I can cater to any customers interstate. There's no way I can cater to the worldwide. And that really frustrated me in terms of marketing because it was actually limited. And I was like, okay, I want to keep running a business, but I actually want my audience to be a lot larger and I want to be able to cater for a lot more. So that's when I started two of my other businesses, which are online and I'm selling products. And these products can be shipped worldwide. So this is what I'm most mostly excited about at the moment. I like Wedding High is still my number. Two and two together. How did I not click about Skylar Rose? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm having a total a baby brain moment. Like, duh. Tell me more about that. How we oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't to be honest, I don't tell many people about it because it's just something that I do and I'm 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 um, playing with at the moment and I love the business model of it so I am now excited that I can market to worldwide and I can sell that so I first started off with Skylar Rose which is yeah Skylar's name that's where that came from um, but it's still in the wedding industry and it's like bridal robes and bridal gifts so then I was used to dealing with that audience and knowing how to market to that audience and then I just took that into a larger model into the same market same audience and same um, traits and just went worldwide with it and that really excited me because marketing's just my jam <laughs> and yeah. then once I got I got into that and I was like okay so now I know this business model and I've got into this target market that I am aware of that's exciting but what else can I do so then I did um, I started at a baby business and I, this one I started when I was pregnant because I was like well I'm I was interested in weddings because that's what I was going through and I was living that now I'm excited about the Skylar and I'm having a baby. So what, how can I bring that into business and still be like, still have the best of both. And then I could have cute new outfits for her. I could try all the products through her and it would be exciting. I would have the perfect model and it, I'd be just living the dream in business basically. And then I started with that and it's just, it truly has just grown and grown and grown to the concept where I think that I looking to answer to your question, my plan would be to open um, several more online businesses and have that same marketing concept and just have different products because now that I know what I'm doing with that and I'm learning as I'm going the sky's the limit to be honest I just love the online world <laughs> I love that and I'm just actually I think is that newborn happiness official yes that that's yours? the one I stalk that obviously being pregnant every day and I've just had a quick like maybe this is it and I've just scrolled and seen your daughter and I'm like hell well your marketing's absolutely nailed Pat because obviously I'm following all of your pages and loving on everything but not even realizing they're all connected this is brilliant <laughs> and I love how I love how you're not afraid to step into different areas because what I see so many times is you know, women going, okay, I'm going to be a personal trainer. And then they want to step in and write a book. And someone goes, no, 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 no. Like stay in your lane. And everyone's saying, just master one thing. You don't want to do too much or spread yourself too thin. And sometimes you're just like, no, fuck it. I'm excited about this. And I want to do the damn thing. Right. And you've obviously done it with massive success. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's something that I'm passionate about and then it's my world at the moment and I'm living it and it, it's just, it just falls into my lap perfectly and I just love it. So I think I am 100% stay in your lane if that's what you're good at. But then also what, what are you passionate about? Because you've got to be passionate about something that you're doing to keep doing it in the tough times. So yeah, that's exactly where excited. I went with it. Yeah. Like if you're not excited and you just kind of um, just skating through and just doing the thing that's very passive, you end up in almost like a resentful place. I think if, you, if you're a bit scared to step out, yeah, step outside of that comfort zone because obviously going from wedding hire to baby goods was a, a bit of a jump for you. Yeah, definitely. It's different. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned marketing quite a few times. Is there anything that's like a really key part across all of those businesses for you that you feel is really important? Yeah, definitely advertising because a lot of people expect um, all of their customers to find them. And in reality, you need to find those customers and you could, your audience is unlimited if you actually use your marketing in the right way. So the biggest success that I've had is through Facebook ads and that's Facebook ads through Facebook and through Instagram. And then obviously for local businesses or different businesses that are searchable Google ads. And that is definitely what I've found the most success from is when you actually know and live and breathe the advertisements down to the analytics and you know how to do that and you know how to market to your customer. That's where you're going to win. Yeah, a hundred percent. Facebook ads was how I got sexy selfish off the ground completely. Um, and that was plugging in, you know, in your first, my first six months in business, plugging in at least a thousand dollars a month into Facebook ads was really fucking terrifying, but it's kind of like, yeah, if you can understand how powerful they are and you can put the effort in and, and put the finance in it, it, it's the kickstart, it's everything. So is there anything, did you learn that all off your own back? Did you work with a mentor? Did you have a particular program? How did you get to the point where you're like, there, yes, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. This is my jam. Um, yeah, so I learned a lot of it with Adelaide Wedding Hire. And that's when my um, frustrations came with it. I could only do it from Adelaide clientele, which really frustrated me. And that's how I moved into the worldwide. But I... It, Honestly, just podcasts and YouTubing, learning courses. I did absolutely everything to learn the ins and outs on how to use it because it, it is confusing for a person that's never looked at it before and you can potentially waste money if you're not doing the right thing. But honestly, you can market to anyone. The, the information that Facebook has is so powerful. It's very, very powerful. Yeah, I even found after messing it around with it, for myself for a couple of months. And then it, I, then I kind of had like that moment of self-doubt. I'm like, maybe this isn't working. I actually went and hired someone to do my Facebook ads. And after like two weeks of them working, I'm like, oh, please, bitch, I know more than you. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll, I got this back. Take it back. Give it to me. I can do it. Which probably wasn't great for my delegating skills. But yeah, like <laughs> it's surprising what you can pick up if you spend a day digesting through YouTube on a particular yeah. topic. You can learn everything you need to learn. That's why I really believe there's no excuse for someone to say like, I don't know how to do that. Or I, I won't be able to be successful in business. And it's like, if you have Wi-Fi and a dream, you can make anything possible. And you're obviously a living testament to that as well, because this is all from your own determination, really. Yeah. And honestly, that's 
I, there wasn't a moment that went by that I wasn't listening to a podcast or YouTube while I was learning because that was my idea of outlet of like if I was driving to work or if I was in the shower or if I was going for a walk, I would definitely be listening to it because I enjoyed it and I was fueling my mind with more information, which was exciting. And I couldn't wait to go back and, and put it into the business. And honestly, you're 100% hit the nail on the head. If you have a dream and you have Wi-Fi, you can do anything. Like the internet has so much information on there. You can learn absolutely everything absolutely anything and it's like people I think have a lot of these excuses that it has to be so much harder or I have to get all this professional stuff done and it's like babe you want to sell t-shirts we can set up an online e-commerce store selling t-shirts in like two hours and you could be live with a business like shut your fucking excuses up and let's do this shit right oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> choking on my own throat <coughs> oh I'm so ready for this cough to be gone. But you come from listening from so many podcasts. And now, obviously, this is your first podcast interview, which is really exciting. And so many people are going to be listening to this one, getting that same type of knowledge and experience that you got from everyone else's podcast. Do you have any favorites that you like listening to that you've got a lot out of? Uh, yes, definitely. So it depends on what you want to learn. Um, in terms of um, Facebook ads and everything Facebook, the art of um, paid marketing, that is the bomb. <laughs> and in terms of women in business and really supporting in social media, Mums with Hustle um, mm-hmm. and Stevie Says Social, that there is just a lot out there, but those are definitely my favourite. And if you're doing like an online marketing course, um, Amy Porterfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, there is just, there is a lot of information in podcasts and there is, there's just so much to be learned, but those are my favorites that I like listening to. Yeah. I love mums with hustle. I love all of her podcasts, Amy Porterfield. Um, my friend Amber from red hippo marketing, she always sends me these great Amy Porterfield podcasts. I'm so awful though. My concentration listening to her accent, I think it is, is really, really limited. So I'm like constantly skipping through the podcast, but I still get the gold. <laughs> I get the yes. gold, but it takes a little bit more effort to listen to those particular ones. But Mums with Hustle is absolutely a great one. I've also really got a lot of gold. Sorry, we're talking totally going onto a different tangent here, but um, the Socialette podcast, I don't know if you've heard of that one, but it's um, the episodes are all less than like 15, 20 minutes. So they're really, really like, here's the three things you need to know today. It's so yes, to I the think, point. Yes, I think I've heard of that one and I've listened to it before. Yeah. yeah. For someone at the moment, the small like, snippets. yeah, really small snippets. I'm super distracted at the moment and morning sick and just, you know, this baby's screwing with me <laughs> and I'm just like, I need the tiniest bits of content right now. <laughs> Whereas before yeah. I would binge out on six podcasts at a time and spend a whole day doing it. Now I'm like brain, you've got 10 minutes. Let's make it count. Yeah, no, those are great. If you vote, I actually listen to her when I've only got a sh- short trip in the car and then I go through and listen to hers. But yes, there, there is so much gold to be had on podcasts. And it's all out there and so much is free. And I think people really need to step out of their excuses and recognize, you know, if they have like that initiative, like we said, you don't need the skill, you don't need the experience. You just need the will and the initiative to actually go and solve your own problems. Yeah, 100% agree there. So what do you think, talking about problems, what has been the biggest challenge, the biggest roadblock, the biggest thing you've had to overcome in your business? 
it was definitely when um, I was trying to do everything myself. That was the the biggest problem I had in business. And I wasn't, and I, it took me a while to come to terms with giving it up as well and letting someone else take the reins because it is your baby and it's what you want to do and it is easier just to do it yourself and you know how you like to do things. It was the biggest obstacle to come across and to actually go out and outsource. Even though we're used to having a team, it was just because it was your baby, that was the biggest hurdle I had to come across. It's letting go, isn't it? And that, putting that trust in another person, it's like, ah, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. It's trusting someone else to do the job. And don't get me wrong, we haven't always had the same team. We've hired people that haven't worked out as well. So it, it, sometimes it does take a few people to get the right person. But if you're willing to put in the time to get that right person, it pays off in gold. Yeah, yeah. I, in my previous jobs before running my own business, hiring and firing was actually one of the bit uh, in a sick, twisted way. I didn't enjoy doing it, but it was, it was like, okay, you could identify really quickly whether someone had the potential, had the initiative to put in the work or they didn't. And then it was just like, okay, time to go. Let's move on. Let's find someone else. I'm ready for the next person. <laughs> and it was actually one of the yeah. most satisfying parts of my job as well was creating that really amazing team. And then of course I got knocked up and left. But <coughs> that's what happens, doesn't it? Well, this, this podcast has been amazing. I'm really excited about what we've spoken about. And I know when people listen to this, they're going to get so much out of it. Absolutely so much out of it from what you've shared. But before I close out and we finish up on tonight's call, because I'm sure we could talk for hours, I would love <laughs> to know what's one thing you would go back and tell yourself at those, that very beginning of this journey, like in the first month or two, if you, there's anything you could go back and just say like, Hey, past me, listen to this one piece of advice. What would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. Cause I'm a, I'm a big one for everything happens for a reason. And although a bad thing did happen, you always find a learning experience from it, but I would probably go back to myself and and tell myself that it is possible and it will work out and dream big, honestly, dream big because if you want it, you can go out and get it because I honestly doubted myself so many times whether it was possible to make a business, whether it was possible to, to stand on my own two feet, whether it was possible to have multiple businesses. I doubted myself so many times and if I could go back and tell myself to dream big and the sky's the limit and actually believe it, then it would be, it would be unstoppable. That's really powerful to just be like, you know, there's going to be shit times. You're going to doubt yourself, but at the end of the day, you are going to be successful. Like giving yourself that indestructible knowing that it is inevitable that you're going to be successful. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I know I put you a little bit on the spot there, but that's, that's the joy of doing a really authentic (laughs) podcast. It's all very in the moment. Well, Ingrid, this has been really, really fun. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. And I just wanted you to share with quickly before we close out, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you and say, hey, that was awesome. Or find out more about what your businesses are and what they do. 
Uh, definitely Instagram is the way to go. You'll find me on there. You'll probably find all my businesses on there. I might even Facebook market you if you're my ideal clientele. But um, you can find me by my name. So Ingrid and then underscore twice Carter. And then from there, we can find all your other goodies. Yes. Yes, it's linked in the bio. It'll probably come up in Facebook ads and we'll all get targeted, but that's the joy of Facebook targeting, isn't it? That's what's so exciting and a little bit scary about it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the sexy selfish podcast tonight, guys. Um, and don't forget to like, and subscribe and leave us a little bit of feedback or hit us up on Instagram to share your thoughts and your biggest takeaways from today's podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Sexy Selfish show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.